So I think something that I hear from nine out of 10 clients at least is that um, they have too many priorities. So there is a, a, lack, of, a lack of focus, so too many priorities, too many strategic uh, initiatives, just too much going on. Welcome to Brave New Leaders, the podcast where we dissect business strategy that brings real-life results and doesn't just look great on PowerPoint. My name is Mark Snippet. Hello, welcome to our LinkedIn Live on strategy and innovation with Niels and Mark. My name is Mark and there you see Niels. So uh, the idea of this is that we discuss a question related to strategy and innovation. If you have any questions, don't hesitate, please, to put them into the LinkedIn comments so that we will get to them if we have time. So we've planned for half an hour and uh, happy to answer any questions that you might have on strategy or innovation or any of the topics that we are discussing. So, Niels, why don't you get us started with a interesting question? Of course, Mark. So thank you for having this virtual coffee with me. Uh, take a zip before we get started. So I would like to know from you, um, with your clients, do you see repeating patterns in in your strategy work or in the strategy of your clients? Okay, repeating patterns in strategy work. So I think something that I hear from nine out of 10 clients at least is that um, they have too many priorities. Right? So there is a, a, lack of, a lack of focus, so too many priorities, too many strategic uh, initiatives, just too much going on. Right? So you feel that there's uh, yeah, leaders just as well as everybody throughout the, the organization, people are stressed out about everything that they have to do and all of these um, yeah, priorities and initiatives, right? And then uh, they, they think at least, or they hope that the strategy will help them to, to uh, become more, uh, more focused in the sense of learning or yeah, defining what they should be focusing on and what they should um, maybe stop or, or let go, which then uh, is sometimes difficult. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, so that this kind of being overwhelmed with everything that's going on is definitely a pattern. And then when it comes to the, to the strategy, to the content of the strategy, um, itself, I think we're always discussing customers. So I think there is a lot more, uh, if I compare it to the past and a couple of years ago, there is a lot more focus on the customer instead of, okay, we have products and where are we going to, to sell them? How are we trying to, to push them on the market? So it's a lot more, who is the customer? What do they really want? And, and how can we best serve them? How can we best create value for them? So this customer focus is a clear um, priority. And then uh, another thing, talent. Uh, so talent, uh, how to get talent. So many industries kind of feel a, a talent shortage. So uh, how to deal with talent, how to find talent, how to retain talent better. So the whole talent experience, if you like, uh, is also becoming an increasingly important topic. And then I think the, the last one currently might be driven a little, a little bit by this whole idea of uh, recession and inflation and all of that is really operational excellence. So trying to be very, uh, very efficient, managing your, your cash flow, managing your working capital, uh, trying to, to control your costs as much as, as possible. Yeah, so that's a, a couple of patterns that I currently see. So these, these are, let's say, like, like common topics, right? Uh, when it comes to, to, you say, often winning strategies, 
what do you think is is the most important when you say look at some strategy paper um, how can you derive whether this is a winning strategy or maybe a losing strategy okay well yes yeah, so i think there's so if you look at the content of the strategy obviously there's the um, these quality quality criteria i would say to say whether it's a good strategy or not so have we clearly identified what is the challenge have we clearly identified what is the the ambition and I'm not talking necessarily about a lofty vision statement, but really what are we trying to, to achieve, right? And then um, how are we going to do that? Is it actionable? Are there steps behind? So that's more the, the assessing the quality of the, the content of your strategy, let's say. Then whether the strategy works or not, obviously, is a matter of um, executing it, right? So you need, to get, you need to get started. You need to validate it somehow. There's always... A couple of things you can do maybe before you really start implementing it to see whether customers would be interested in something, whether something is, is feasible in the implementation. Um, but then it's really about implementing the strategy, going about working on it. And here, what I propose a lot or what I'm arguing for a lot is that this then becomes a constant kind of always on uh, strategy work. So you constantly check First of all, are we doing what we committed to? Are we doing what we said we do? What we do? Um, are we putting the actions in place? Uh, second, uh, are these actions leading to the results that we uh, expected and, and hoped to see? And the third question is always around more the, the culture and the mood in the organization. So is everybody still committed to doing the strategy or uh, does everybody still believe the strategy? Are we still aligned? And, uh, and these kind of things. And then you, you, you might sorry. need to adapt. Yeah, but you are usually not hired to just assess a strategy, right? You are usually hired to to build a strategy. And I would like to ask you how a typical project of you looks like. So my projects usually durate between 10 to 12 weeks or so three months and, and the project is done, right? How do you your projects look like? Yeah, well, so there was uh, usually the, the getting started phase and or stage right, where we review the existing strategy so if there is a strategy we always look at that right? so sometimes it's not about completely having a new strategy but it's maybe about rebooting your existing strategy right? so we look at the strategy we look at what works what doesn't work what are they happy with what are they not happy with right? and then uh, we'll take it from there and then it depends a lot on the clients so some clients they say we'd like to to get it done rather quickly at least the, the initial development uh, before we then start implementing it and then obviously fine-tune and refine it uh, so that could also be something like the 10 12 weeks uh, like you mentioned uh, other customers they say well we have a little bit more time so we'd like to take more time also to think about it so we uh, instead of doing it in a series of workshops of, of two days for example we might do it in a series of two hour three hour meetings uh, so it's a little bit spread out and then that Uh, can take longer and then obviously so there is always a development and the implementation is then always part of the strategy project if you like so really in that spirit of okay let's define the directions what are the strategic directions we want to go for what are the priorities like is it talent is it customers like we discussed before and then uh, based on that we implement we see what works what doesn't work and we uh, we take it from there right, in the next kind of iteration And then Do you here have my, my objective is really always to kind of make the client self-sufficient so that at some point they can do all of this on their own and they know which questions to ask themselves. They know how to, to follow up and to drive implementation so they don't, know, they don't need a consultant anymore. Do you have uh, then upfront a dedicated end or um, 
is it just flowing and then you know or you feel when the end is appearing oh we always oh, we always we have an approach so usually what i like doing is at the beginning of the next step we outline an approach we have a, a rough estimate of how long is that going to take and what are the things that we will do and then again in this iterative kind of fashion at the end of that stretch we evaluate whether further work is needed or whether they say no i'm i'm fine with it so i'm i'm yeah, trying to kind of box it really and not leave it completely open yeah yeah you said the right word so uh, th there should be a time box, right? So what, yeah. what actually hard is within our work is um, you should somehow box it, but it's so uncertainty uh, uncertain that you uh, that it's hard to box it <laughs> uh, in, in a certain time period. Yeah, uh, so that can happen. It, obviously, it depends always a little bit on the on the um, the maturity of the client. Also, when it comes to uh, to strategy and, and strategic thinking, right? That's also why it's always good to yeah. You, you get you have a time box. Okay, here is what we're going to do. Uh, like we're going to develop a strategy. Here are the, the couple of workshops or meetings we're going to do to get started. That's a time box, and then afterwards you can say, okay, what is the next step? Uh, what else would you would you need or would you want right to uh, to work? On? So, so you said uh, it depends on the maturity of the client. Uh, it's true yeah. also for my work. I would yeah. I would say it's also depending on the maturity of the idea they have doing the innovation. What is the uh, similar starting point in strategy? It's not an idea, right? It's it's more like a challenge. I think in in strategy. So my observation is that it's it's a lot about being aligned. Uh, in a in a team, for example, so I think it, it's more it's much more about that, uh, so that you really have an alignment and you agree on this is the direction, and we all commit and we all align on this direction, um, and, and here's why we all believe that that's the right one. Right? So there, um, it's sometimes yeah, people are not aligned even on what the challenges are. So we need more time to figure that out and say okay, here are the two three things that we really need to focus on. Uh, sometimes they are very aligned on the challenges, but you need to develop options on, on how to um, to um, yeah, overcome the challenges or how to seize the um, the opportunities. Just see in the in the chat there, there's a, um, a question by Ilka on uh, how to choose the the right priorities and how to evaluate strategy or innovation options and how to rank them properly. So. Um, I can maybe answer for strategy needs and you can answer for how you rank uh, innovation options or ideas. Now, what I do in, in strategy, I have a couple of, uh, of tools actually that I developed and I'm, I'm happy to provide the link also where you can, can read more about it. But one thing I look at is, so if, if you've been following my work, my idea of strategy is this focusing on challenges that you can actually solve in the next 12 to 18 months. So that's kind of like one criteria. Is it something we can actually really address and that we can really solve in a certain time period. Right? Then it's also a question of, uh, I have this idea of, I call it strategy triage. So to look at um, what's the impact of the, the, the initiative or the problem. Is it about only a part of the organization or is it something that impacts the entire organization? And the second criteria would be, is it, does it threaten the, the survival of your company or not? So as an example, before we talked about cash flow or, or cost management. So if you say cash flow is a strategic issue currently, so obviously that's something that impacts the entire organization and it's something that threatens your survival as a company. Right? So that would be a priority. If on the other hand, you have something like, 
I don't know, HR wants to have a new IT system because now they're working in Excel and they want to improve the customer experience or the talent experience. It's only an area. It might not threaten the survival of your company. And then I would say, okay, you can um, deprioritize such a thing, for example. So these two, yeah, four types of, I call it the four types of uh, strategic moves and the um, strategy triage. And uh, uh, I follow up with a, with a link. Right? I, I post a link in the comments where you can find more on these two tools. Niels, how about innovation? How do you... Yeah. Uh, do same, 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 actually. Thanks, Ilka, for the question and, and thanks, Mark, for answering. I, I don't have anything to add on. There are the same tools, actually, in innovation, like the effort impact matrix, but um, the tool is often not the solution. The solution is taking time to apply this tool and talk within a team or within a department about these priorities. And um, let's take the effort impact matrix so what what does effort really mean does it mean time does it mean money does it mean people or whatever and what does impact mean is it also just money or is it i don't know publicity or something like this and and coming back to this um, just tool usage i wouldn't recommend any tool it's just the tool you want to use is the best one but I would strongly recommend taking the time and if it's one day uh, a year or a quarter for your team to set priorities. And I can give you an example uh, of one of my clients and, and it took one day and I think it was 15 people and every every one of these 15 people got got this card set and everybody was voting on running projects. Is it is it a high, priori a high priority or a low priority? And we had... Uh, three different um, uh, characteristics. It was strategic fit, it was resource demand, and it was impact, so strategic fit. And it took the whole day to assess, I don't know, 80, 80 to 100 projects uh, for a department of, of 100 people. Uh, and, and this is the way to go, right? Not mm -hmm. depending on the tool, but the time you uh, allocate for assessment. Okay. And of course, rigidly following your choice, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's an important one, right? To really actually follow your uh, follow your choice afterwards. Right? Well, it's kind of interesting that yeah. you say, yeah. So it's not. Uh, I, I would agree that the tool should just help to to structure your thinking, right? So it's not really about rigidly following following a tool, but um, you need to uh, maybe use a tool to to get get yourself thinking and and, and help you think in. Uh, a certain certain direction yeah absolutely i don't say uh, using a tool is nonsense a, a tool is always helpful but the tool is not the only solution if yeah. if you don't have a system in place uh, the tool wouldn't help setting priorities when everybody's going out of the workshop and forgetting about what you just discussed right mm -hmm. yeah. good so, cool uh, uh, Question answered? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Let us know whether we uh, answered your, your question. And if you have any follow-up question, uh, just uh, please put them in the in the comments. There's another question by Sritka. I hope I, I pronounced that correctly. Who is asking about uh, working with an external consultant and um, whether you accept to start from all over 
if they do you accept if they start from all over or just pick up and suggest the missing pieces that's a good one actually so i would always try to look at what's there already uh, and 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 how is it working what is working what is not working what is what is clear for the client what is maybe not clear for the client what is causing trouble and then based on that see whether we really need to redo the whole strategy or uh, maybe just reboot a, a part of the strategy sometimes uh, i've seen strategies where some parts were actually clear so for example ambitions were clear and then the, the, the where to play, so customers and products was clear, but it was the, the positioning maybe was not clear. So we need to, to be more on the, on the positioning and, and talk about what is really uh, creating value, what is the differentiation, how are we going to position ourselves. So uh, work more on that. And then maybe based on that, you might need to go back and, and, and retune a little bit the where to play, but um, that's possible. Right? In other cases, I have other cases where, uh, especially if they started already implementing the strategy, uh, if you follow a little bit change management logic, there is always kind of like um, a lot of ent enthusiasm at the beginning, and then there comes a dip, right? So the and and the strategy need, and this dip often is perceived as the strategy not working. But maybe it's not so much about the strategy, but it's more about the organizational energy, right? And then you don't need to rework the strategy, but you need to focus more on how do we get out of this dip again? How do we uh, activate the strategy or relaunch the strategy? In, in, so just just my opinion on that uh, i think it, it depends on who you are hiring right if you are hiring big agencies they rather would like to do just new because it's easier for them uh, just just to redo everything and it's a bigger project yeah. uh, but but for us uh, single single consultants it's yeah. much easier and a better leverage uh, to just start where they the client is at mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So that's maybe yeah, a good a good differentiation to do if you if you hire a, a done for for you strategy consultant yeah. who's supposed to do everything from beginning to end, then obviously they probably will will start from from scratch, right? If you work with consultants like us who are more in a facilitative role, I would say then that's probably different. Yeah. It's a choice of taste in the end what you would like to to have, but I would always go for the empowerment solution. So where you are doing it yourself and the consultant is just helping you because yeah. you're learning and, and have something sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, there's another question by Marta about so innovation. Uh, if it's part of your conversations about strategy. Uh, yes, definitely. So I always, uh, when we, especially when we're talking about so where to play, how to win, uh, we're talking about how to put innovation um, into strategy right? and, and how innovative do you want to be. So uh, strategic innovation for me is about maybe you need to go after new customers, turn non-customers into customers. Uh, maybe it's about a new business model, which is a strategic um, uh, decisions, right? Or investing into launching new products, uh, going into a new business. All these um, things could be uh, strategic slash innovation discussions. On the other hand, Niels, so I, I mean, uh, I've, I've been part of many projects where innovation was not really tied to strategy and that was always a mess. So I don't know about your experience in that. Always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the, the, uh, maybe the biggest mistake you can do, putting an innovation department far away from the strategic department. Uh, and I've seen it with many clients. So I would phrase it like this. Not every strategy has to do with innovation. But every innovation initiative is highly strategic. 
because mm -hmm. if you're doing innovation right and i not mean incremental innovation or product development something like this i mean really innovation new things they have a massive impact on what the company is and it will be and this is strategic work and, and big change and, and transformation in the end right and this can start small with a small uh, innovation initiative but if you want to do it right you have to extend it grow it and make it bigger within the company and this is strategic work in the end yeah definitely so i yeah i i always say that so if you have innovation theater one of the the first things you should do is actually clarify why are you doing innovation right? so what are your objectives why do you think you need innovation how much innovation do you want so how i mean do you want some more sustainable or sustaining innovation do you want adjacent innovation or disruptive innovation so to just be clear about these things because then afterwards you avoid having lots of uh, Yeah, confusing uh, discussions and, and ideas that come up where you ask people to give us ideas and then they come up with ideas and then you say, yeah, but this is not what we wanted, right? Because you never told them what you actually uh, wanted in the first place. Right? Yeah. yeah, so strategy, yeah, they go hand in hand. I, I would agree with that. I've got another question here from uh, Guluma about um, terms of strategy success rate, whether we evaluate strategic initiative implementation or KPI target achievement. Well, I think it's both, right? Like I said in the beginning, so I in, in when implementing strategy, there is always I always look at are we doing what we said we do, right? So are we implementing the stuff? So this is more the implementation uh, evaluation, I would say, right? And then the the second part is always is it working? Are we seeing uh, the results that we expected to see? So the the KPIs would always be tied to what did the leadership team define as an uh, as an ambition right? and that could be yeah. right at the end of the day it's always about more revenue and uh, more profit right so i think um yeah. that's always how you can um, how you can evaluate it but but for innovation so uh, absolutely right for innovation it's more the first one than the second one because usually innovation uh is is uh, taking a little yeah. bit longer to really have an impact back on the organization yeah. and i would always measure your activities whether you're doing the the things you think you are right because in the end it's a, a it's a big assumption right because measuring only goals whether this makes so much money uh, you quickly get disappointed with innovation mm -hmm. right. so but it is really about the measuring the the input and the output and the outcome so to say right. yeah but uh, don't don't focus on the output too early because it yeah. takes time right so if you're right. starting an innovation activity which takes three months uh after three months you don't get revenue mm. it's like this. yeah i would argue it's, it's probably the same also with strategy you know some some of these things they take a little bit time to kind of uh, build up momentum take that you uh, and yeah. take off right so that you see uh, you see results yeah that's a good uh, i hadn't thought about it that way but it's a good yeah good one to say Uh, we always need to look at both, but in the initial stages, we look more at the more like this, and right? Season, and then, yeah, right, and then <laughs> we look more at the, at the results um, at the results afterwards. So the and answer is when when I did my my research for the for my PhD, I um, I reviewed uh, I researched Fahrenheit two one two, which was a, a consulting company in, in New York. Meanwhile, they are part of Capgemini or Frog, and Frog became part of Capgemini. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so they had initially they had they had the business model where they said uh, two thirds of their revenue model is dependent on the innovation's success in the market, 
And they had exactly the problem that you described, right? So they would come up with good ideas and then hand over the idea to the company. Now, the company might take another year or two to actually implement something. And then it might take another year or two before they see some, uh, saw some financial results, right? So uh, they actually went away from that and then they tied it more to um, passing internal stage gauges, gates, right? So yeah. the, the gates internal that the company had, so they tied it a little bit more to the activities and are you successful in the, in the activities that you do um, early on? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I feel the same and I experienced the same. Uh, my early clients after one year, uh, when I'm out of the company, out of this client, they call me and say it's, it's successful. And sometimes it, it's even taking longer. And you sure. don't remember the project anymore, but they say, yeah, what we have done was right. But it's, it's one yeah. year after uh, I have worked with them. And it's, it's a good feeling, but still strange. <laughs> it <Yeah>. should <laughs> be earlier. But it's like yeah. how it is, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, there was a follow-up question from Marta, uh, directed at Unils, about what kind of innovation initiatives do you recommend for companies that not, have not been doing much innovation in the past? Yeah, uh, not big ones. So I wouldn't recommend to um, start big programs, but I would, I would encourage uh, everybody, not only an innovation department, and if you say they have not done anything, um, there is no innovation department, right? So everybody has the job to innovate. And therefore, people need resources like time. Sometimes it's only time, it's not money. Uh, like these 20% projects, uh, for example, at Google, um, that you just can think free and try things out. But of course, you have to report after three months what you have done. And maybe it's getting successful. And, and the biggest things at Google uh, went successful through those projects, like Google Maps, for example, or the 20% project. Mm -hmm. And um, therefore, you need to encourage people. You need the culture and, of course, the, the top management to give the allowance uh, for the normal employee to work on this. And maybe you need some some supportive stuff right either it's internal or external um i, I know what marta is doing actually so the kick okay. kickbox is, is a quite, quite good initiative um but you can start smaller right just with one ideation workshop and a follow-up sprint it's it's yeah. fully sufficient to start off yeah but it's, i mean it's about giving giving people the tools to actually do it right enable them enable yeah. them uh, to do it, be clear about what, in my experience, be clear about, as we discussed earlier, what do you want? Right? What are your objectives? Why are you doing it? So that you give uh, people some guidance. Yeah. Uh, there was a comment by Laurent uh, about the um, measure, yeah, that you should uh, be careful of the trap that you get what you measure. Yeah, obviously, I mean, you need to define yeah. first what you want, right, and then measure whether you're achieving that or not. And there's a question by Ivan about um, how do you deal with hidden agendas and internal politics in strategy work by your customers? Huh. Yeah, that's, a, that's an, an interesting one. Uh, as I said earlier, so I think very often in, in, in strategy work, at least, it's a lot about aligning uh, the, the views of the, of the people involved. Uh, and we, I, I try to do that through a, a couple of different approaches. So first of all, obviously, you want to have alignment in the in the leadership team. Right? And again, we have the, all these tools that I mentioned about earlier, like the, the four types of strategic moves where we align on what is the challenge, uh, what is the solution, are we clear about that? So we try to visualize these things, really, so to, to be very clear on that. 
And then it's also about involving the organization. Right? So it's really about uh, not only once you have developed a strategy and then say, now we're going to implement and now we need to involve people, but involve them on what are the challenges, what are the opportunities we see at the beginning, then management still makes the, 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 the call, the decision, which ones to go for. Then once you have defined your challenges, your opportunities, you can ask for uh, ideas on how to seize them and so on and so forth, right? Get feedback on the draft version of the strategy, I always say. Uh, so, and in, in that kind of sense, you're having a, a conversation around it, which is on the one hand, it's going to surface all these internal politics and these different hidden agendas. So it's kind of like unhiding the agendas, if you like, because um, yeah, you you, um, you discuss something specific, you ask for input, so people have to put it on the on the table. Uh, so that's going to mitigate the risk uh, at least a little bit. And what I always do is uh, kind of indirectly, a little bit of my hidden agenda, if you like, is when working with a leadership team, I always work on, on team, uh, team building, high performance team uh, building, really. Right? So I, I bring in these kind of interventions where we build up trust, where we build up more and more psychological safety, where we build up an environment where really everybody can be open and, and talk freely so that people don't feel like they need to have that, that hidden agenda, but everything can be discussed. So that's kind of like a, I would say, a stream in my work that kind of flows always with um, uh, how I approach working with an executive team in the meetings, in the uh, in the workshops. In innovation, it's somehow different, I would say. I would say um, maybe you are the hidden agenda or you are the speedboat project. Uh, <laughs> because right. I think one of the, the um, dead end is saying, yeah, we should get everybody on board before we start innovation, right? This mm. is uh, when not innovation is happening. But you need definitely a strong sponsor, strong in, in terms of power and resources. So it's from the upper management. But usually you don't get everybody on board um, and, and then you just do the thing and, and, and then you have a fact, right? You have something done and uh, either the hidden agenda is then the official one or it dies. <laughs> um, but yes, it's um, of course, if you have an innovation department, it's not the hidden agenda, right? But uh, usually when it starts without an innovation department, you're just starting with one innovation project, um, it's somehow... Yeah, a speedboat project, and, and it's the hidden agenda of one manager, right? Yeah, and sometimes it needs to start as a speedboat, as you said, as a hidden agenda kind of thing, so that um, it can develop. Cool. I see that our half hour is already up. <laughs> so um, if you have any last question, then please uh, put it into the, into the comments. Otherwise, I hope you liked this half hour with us. And uh, if you found it valuable, please leave us a... Uh, a nice comment on LinkedIn, share it with your network, uh, which is going to yeah, motivate us to do it again if there is really interest or not. We're also going to put out some video snippets of this, so uh, just follow the two of us on LinkedIn and um, you'll find some more stuff. And if you have any other questions, yeah, just feel free to uh, reach out via LinkedIn and uh, get in touch. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's all for today's episode of Brave New Leaders. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found the topic insightful and thought-provoking. If you enjoyed this episode, give me a like and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss it. If you have any questions, feedback or ideas for future episodes, drop me a line at mark at snoopers.com. 
Remember, the world of leadership and strategy is constantly evolving, so keep pushing the boundaries, taking risks and embracing change. That's the path to becoming a brave leader.